Right. That was like Rod Hull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fuck, Rod Hull would be a good one. Do you, I am him. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I am him. <laughs> Can I have some jelly? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast, part one of our epic trilogy, maybe, of podcasts this week. Tonight, it's the usual lot. It's me, it's Sean. Hello. And it's Tom. Hello. So we're going to start as we've started, well, nearly every time now, with uh, going around and discussing what we've all been playing. So who wants to start? I'll start. Or watching even as well. Okay. Not just playing. Yeah. I'll start just because... <laughs> yeah, Lisa, uh, please, please, yeah. please, please. Just because I'm just because I'm quite excited by what I've been playing. What you been playing? I've been playing Dead Island Remastered. Oh, which hasn't really noticeably been remastered. It's the same game, the same gameplay, but actually, there's something quite I don't know endearing about it. Really, I, I quite like the fact that. It is set on a holiday resort. I quite like the fact that it's suddenly overrun by zombies. And I, excuse me, quite like the fact that it's um, all kind of melee based. I mean, I'm only maybe, you know, a couple of hours in. I've been kind of stealing a little bit of game time. But it's just brilliant. Like, you know, you just find stuff you'd expect to find in a, a holiday resort. Like oars. And zombies. Canoes. And, you know, smacking around. You know, you do feel like you're actually kind of... Surviving, like it's it's good. I've asked you this twice now. I'm going to ask you a third time. Yeah, have you played Dying Light? Yes, I have played. You Dying have played. Island. Island. Yeah, and do, how does this compare to that? I mean, I've played uh, Dead Island before, but how do you feel it compares to that? I love Dying Light. I like Dying Light yeah. an awful lot. I have to admit that at the moment, and it might just be because I'm playing it at the moment, mm. but Dead Island gets my oh, really? boat. The remastered version yeah. does because the remastered version fixes a lot of the annoying things that the original had, like the bad UI. And the glitches yes. and the bugs and all the horrible things that afflicted the game when it was first um, released. But Dead Island Remastered is is the version you should play now. Um, Dying Light falls into the problems that a lot of these kind of Dead Rising games fall into, which is you just suddenly get everything. Mm. You know, you're, you're you're able to run and jump and scale and and everything, and you're shooting everything and just mowing things down in your path. And zombies become they don't become that much of a threat. Whereas these zombies in Dead Island, they're all quite threatening. Um, they they appear from nowhere, and some of them run, and some of them are really strong, and you never quite know what you're going to face until you get really up close. Because it's a melee based game, you feel like you're in their face the whole time, and it's just huge as well. Mm. You, there, there's no real limit to where you can go. Well, you get out of the first area, and well, then there's a whole other area. And there's a whole other area. So, yeah. like, the, I mean, the whole first area is, is huge. It's the resort. It's the whole it's other like, area. Just realized yeah, that, sorry, a whole other area, <laughs> yeah. and then another area, <laughs> and then more areas, and then so on, area, and so on, and so on, and so forth. Don't you dare hit me with a pipe. <laughs> and it's just, it's just brilliant because I mean, I like I said, I I like games that don't put any kind of, you know, zip ties around your arms and, and things. And I got into a car and I just drove. What are you playing? Please? Yeah, I just followed the road. I just followed the road and I found myself at the huge hotel resort. And, I mean, I was scared because I got out of the car and I kind of heard zombie moaning. I thought, well, of course there's going to be some zombie moaning. What I didn't expect was to look around the building and see that the whole place was fucking packed wall to wall with zombies. And I'm there with my awe. <laughs> I'm just like, um, oh shit. You know, just got back in my car. I'm, I'm fucking paid away because I'm thinking I'm just not. I'm not capable of of handling this at the moment. Let alone going into the hotel, which is something you can do. Yeah, you know, it's you can just do whatever you want. It's like a playground. Very that, cool. That's how I felt about Far Cry Three the first time I played that. Huge, just, yeah, absolutely massive and beautiful, and just you stumble upon things like the like crashed World War Two planes oh, and stuff brilliant. like that. It's just really, really good fun. So yeah, really good. And also, um, one of my favourite villains, Vass. Yes, absolutely. Did I ever tell you <laughs> the meaning of insanity? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, we've discussed this. I think I still prefer Pagan Min before, but yeah, I, I like... Pagan Min is awesome, though. Yeah. Pagan Min in the trailer yeah. um, <clears throat> was just awesome. He gets blood on his boots. And just, yeah. It's really annoyed about it. Yeah. I've got blood on my fucking shoes. And have you done the thing about just sitting there for 15 minutes as well? Yes. Amazing. That was the first thing I, I did. Yeah, you can game. complete the game in 15 minutes. My what? So, like, he's, he... 
you, he drags you to dinner and he sits you down. And spoilers, by the way. And Spoilers. Yeah, and um, the idea is that from there, you go off and do your own thing and start an adventure and go through the story. and yeah. You basically escape. Yeah. When he, he leaves, he goes, Look, I'll be back in a yeah. few minutes. Just stay. Just, just sit here. Wait yeah. for me. I'll be back. And actually, you take that opportunity to get up and get the hell out because you think... This is the bad guy. Yeah. This is the guy. You know, he knows me somehow, but I'm not entirely sure why. But I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And um, actually, if you sit and wait, he eventually comes back and goes, "You're a gentleman. Thank you for waiting. Anyway, let's go do what you want us to do, which is to spread your mum's ashes." And then at the end of it, he just goes, "Right, let's go get some. Let's go shoot some fucking guns." And that's it. That's the end. It's like, but yeah, yeah it's just what? it's pretty, isn't it? It's crazy. You, you can just decide to sit there, and he comes back and go, "Oh." Kind of wasn't expecting that, and yeah, he, he even references it yeah. at spoilers yeah. at the end of the game. Yes, he goes, "All he had to do was sit and wait." And yeah, we would, have, we would have done this. He, he makes it. You know, was the crab ragu not good? <laughs> ragu- what is, I've mentioned ragu, ragu is constant. Yeah, yeah. it's Por- like porcupine ragu. Is yeah, right? it keeps coming up in the riddling reaper, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so cool. yeah, but you've been watching anything as well, or just um. We did start watching something, but I'm just going to fall back on an old classic. It was, it's was it been two years now since Rick Mail died, mm. and we've been watching Bottom, oh. uh, which is just funny. It's very funny. It's very, very funny. I am now Richard Mary. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just brilliant. It's so, so funny. Hmm. And that's it. That's oh. me. Done. Good stuff. Sure. <clears throat> Most of my stuff is just a continuation of last week's, really. Um, I finally uh, completed Advance Wars Dual Strike this morning. <coughs> I say this morning. Actually, when was the last time you slept? <laughs> this is the thing. I've had many a sleepless night. Well, not sleepless, but far later than I intended to night. Time just literally disappears when you play that game. I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with it now. But now that I've finally finished it, it's, it's really addictive. And it's a really good, kind of just simple little... Uh, strategy game but my god the the difficulty spikes in it really piss me off <laughs> because there's just sometimes you just get <clears throat> so stuck and you end up plowing like an hour and a half into something and then you lose it and you're like well that's just a complete waste of time now but I finally managed to overcome it today I wanted to have it done at the start of the week so I could start playing because I, I bought some new games to add to my mountain of unplayed games mm. I bought um, the new Fire Emblem for 3DS and I got Conquest because I like to be different, because everyone else seems to be getting birthright, but, um, and I picked up a couple of other bits as well, um, so I'm looking forward to playing them next week, um, I had a few people over last weekend actually as well, and we got out Mario Kart 8, and then um, we got nostalgic for Super Mario Kart, and we actually like, whipped out the Super Nintendo, and a couple of pads, and played a bit of proper old school Super Mario Kart, which was really fun. Um, Buying like it's 1995. That's it, yeah, <laughs> it was, you know... Switching on the console, putting the game in, you know, nice simple gaming. Obviously it doesn't work, so then you have to take it out again and uh, blow on it and put it back in. And then you're like, which channel is this on again? Okay, no, we need to hang on, I need to tune it. Okay, we need to find it. No, Press that, reset. My God, you would not believe how many uh, times, or how many times I had to switch that console on and off before it worked. <laughs> They're finally getting to the end of their life. Don't you dare die on me! Yeah, it really feels like that. It feels like, oh my God, I need, maybe I need to start using it more, but... You know, that was really good fun. It reminds you of like what you love about games and why they're just so simple fun. No, no, it reminds you what you love about <laughs> games. Uh, us, us. It was you know there was a few of us. We were just like doing past the pad type play. So obviously, there's only two control points. Mm. And that was fun. We played a bit of Killer Instinct as well. Simultaneously crying and masturbating the way through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The original. <laughs> yeah. The I love Killer Instinct. I love Killer yeah. Instinct as well. Yeah, marvelous. Yeah, one of my favorite all-time favorite beam ups when Rare were good. That was the days of Glacius, Fulgor. Fulgor, yeah. Fulgor, Cinder. Cinder, yeah. Jingle. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Because you ever do an ultra? Sorry? You ever done an ultra? No, no. No, no I've done one by fluke. <laughs> really? <laughs> a few by fluke, yeah. Just by mashing the pad. I'm quite good with the Jago, so I just end up. Because I know the sort of the, the, the idea behind it is supposed to be like a heavy, then light, then something. It's like a. And I've done, yeah, I've just done it by fluke a couple of times, but it's so satisfying when you do it. <laughs> the funny thing is, when I was a kid, and I used to do it by accident, I used to think you had to keep mashing the buttons the whole time you was doing the ultra. In reality, you only actually have to do like two or three moves, and then it yeah. plays out. 
but I was there like furiously matching. He's like, oh my god, I'm doing it, mum! <laughs> smashing the pan. Vinny thinks, um, you know how, uh, uh, well, on, on the Xbox One, um, everything moves, uh, all the menus scroll in from the side. Vinny thinks that going up to the TV and, mm. and touching his finger as they're moving is him moving it, so he, he does it. And oh. then he turns round and he, he says something, but it's obviously like, next one? Or something like that. <laughs> and he'll turn around and do it. And I'll wait until he does it. Oh. And I'll swipe the menu across with his fingers. So funny. It's mm. brilliant. Because eventually it stops and he gets really pissed off. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, Vinny's yeah. my son, by the way, not a dog. Or, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I watched is... Um, the uh, I watched the I finished again last week. I was talking about extras, but I watched the, the the Christmas special, the final episode of Extras. I love that. Oh, it made me cry. Yes, yeah, <laughs> heartbreaking. Yeah, it is, love it. It's great. His whole speech. I just love his massive rant when he's in the Big yeah. Brother house and he talks about um, sort of I'm celebrity fuck, journalists. Fuck you for and, watching yeah, this at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love his point about you know he's talk, talking about um, you know. Britney Spears, or oh, look, we can see your knickers up. And it's like, of course you can, because your photographer's lying on the ground, mm. pointing his camera up her skirt. So I was like, you know, it's just, it's, it's great speech. If you haven't watched that episode of Exodus, it's really, really good. It's fantastic. Um, Ricky Gervais is always very good at taking a cockeyed look at mm. his own profession mm. and the massive hypocrisy. Well, he came into it late, didn't he? That's the thing. He was already in his 40s mm. by the time he, he hit the big time. So he had a kind of lifetime's worth of experience, which maybe other celebrities don't get to have. They kind of yeah. they go into it so early, they take it all for granted, and they don't have an outside opinion. He oh, Justin a... Bieber, you douchebag! <laughs> exactly. <coughs> oh. But you know, someone like Ricky Gervais has seen it from the outside, and he knows yeah. how ridiculous it all is. Yeah, and I love I love that about him. Yeah, yeah. I do as well. He's he's a no nonsense. Does in his stand up as well? It's not just like his yeah. TV series. His stand up is very much taking an outside look at whatever subjects he's decided to take a look at very very good very talented mm-hmm. this just in Ricky Gervais knows what he's doing yeah. yeah and if you'd like to come on the podcast Ricky and maybe speak to <laughs> speak with some like minded people yeah. um, the email is going to be at the end of the next maybe one or two podcasts yeah. not this one so <laughs> listen to the other ones thanks Ricky catch Cheers. you later <laughs> Dan <laughs> what have you been playing this week? I played System Shock 2. Oh, dude! Because I played a little bit of System I haven't played much. Oh, mate, I want to mount you. I just, it's free on uh, GOG at the moment. To test out the, the uh, GOG Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd, I wanted to see that for starters, and that would be a game that would run on my computer, being a computer that's probably older than most of my staff at work. So, and it did, and... <laughs> It's just what I've, it just plays so well. I mean, how old is it? I, I don't. Know. It's old. Yeah, I mean, it's old. Um, <clears throat> you know, to keep talking about experiences, yeah. I'll dig it up while you're while you're talking. Well, it just I, I'm I'm not really big on PC gaming. Well, simply because I haven't ever had a PC good enough to run many games. And this was if it, it's fluid. It it, it it was fun what I played of it, and it, it forces you to do things you haven't done in a while. It's, it takes out a lot of the kind of first-person aspects of a lot of the games that you kind of got used to. You've got a health bar for starters, something you're not used to if you're playing on mm. an Xbox. You've got an invent- inventory list as well, and it, it just and the inventory it. system is. Yeah, I mean, I, I just looked up 19.99. Bloody hell! Um, it's and, and do you know what? It's what 17 years old. Still looks great as still, well. Still, still good. Mm. I mean, that that version that Gog is giving away mm. is the sort of it's a remastered version, yeah. isn't it? Sort of with with slightly better graphics and you know a few round edges <laughs> yeah, <laughs> compared yeah, yeah. to the. But it is just brilliant. The story is fantastic. So I mean, what I'd say is, go get it for free. Yeah. What is this? I'm sorry. It's the basic. It's basically I'm not almost what it, they. A lot of people who play um, played System Shock Two when Event Horizon came out mm. kind of went, "This is a bit familiar." All right, this kind definitely of definitely that feeling. Yeah. Um, the first System Shock is set on a space station called Citadel Station, um, and the AI that controls it called Shodan um, with a female voice, but not identifying as female, just a female voice and a female visage, but not identifying as female. She uh, gains sentience. And basically kills everyone on the station and um, starts using uh, starts 
plotting to turn her the station's massive mining cannon on Earth, and you as a hacker are fitted with a sort of a cyber in uh, cyber input, so kind of cyberpunk setting, and you're mm-hmm. sent to your your sorry. <clears throat> As the hacker, you're the one mm-hmm. responsible for Shodan becoming sentient. And as a reward, you're given this cyberjack. And you have it done on Sistel Station. And while Shodan goes rogue after you've done all this stuff, you're still recovering in its med suite. And then you wake up and suddenly you find yourself having to be the hero and stopping Shodan. Okay. And it's brilliant. And she's characterised fantastic. System Shock 2 takes place 32 years after... Um, it takes place 32 years after the uh, first game. And uh, a... Something that you do in the first game, jettisoning a garden grove where Shodan's been manipulating biological life, um, it, you, they, this, this ship, the Von Braun, the faster than light ship that's been developed, encounters it. And you, as a soldier, uh, wake up on the Von Braun after m- things have happened to find the ship overrun with humans that are, have these parasites. And they just basically run at you going, kill me, kill me, but they still try and hit you and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's a haunted house in space okay. Um, okay. ship. And it's a first-person shooter, is it? It's a first-person RPG. Oh, okay. It's well, probably like one Deus of the best Ex. examples of the first-person action RPGs, yes. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's phenomenally mm. good. Yeah, loved it. And that was a very so loving it so Waffly. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but you're right, there's the real feel of, Bioshock in there as well, obviously. It's the spirit. Wait, well, yeah. it is what Bioshock was the spiritual successor to. Yeah, which is a game I, I love. So it, I decided I wanted to go back. I knew I always knew about it, but I wanted to go and play it for myself. So well, luckily, it so came happy. Up. Yeah, so happy you played that. I, I, I need to play some more. Um, and Overwatch it and Just Cause Three are still sitting in their wrappers upstairs. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> have you unwrapped it yet? No, I might, I'm going to play some tonight after the pod. I think. Because I'm off tomorrow. So. You don't want to leave something like Overwatch too long, do you? Because no. otherwise, everyone else is going to be amazing at it. Everyone will know every quirk of yeah. every character. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that they're sitting up there. I haven't really played those. Uh, I do so watching. I'm up to date with Penny Dreadful now. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I'm up to date with Penny Dreadful, which is so far, in my opinion, the best series they've done. It combines a lot of elements of a lot of fine things. A lot of things I find fun got there eventually. And I started on season three of Peaky Blinders as well. Which is, I've watched the first episode. No spoilers. Have you not watched it yet? Not yet. You can give some spoilers, I'll cover my ears. Oh no, I don't, I don't want any spoilers <clears throat> either. Because I are might you, you watching it at some point. Right. Peaky right. Blinders is great. Really yeah. starts really strong. Um, a whole episode takes place over one evening. That's all I'll really say. Um, it, at an event. We'll <laughs> leave that there. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You couldn't have told us any less. Um, at a wedding then. Okay. Oh, fucking spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> a fucking wedding? But it's, that's been, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Well, so I watched, started watching Orange is the New Black as well. Okay. Which is really good. I've got through a season and it's a half quite of that. A, um, quite a long time ago, that one. What, Orange is the New Black? Yeah. Yeah, I've started watching it. This is what I do. I wait till things are less popular so they piss me off less. It is really good. Yeah, you watched it? Like, yeah, I watched the mm. first series. I, I didn't get around to the second one because... Um, the theme tune gets stuck in your head as well. Oh, it's a great theme tune. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's just a really good series. Regina Spector, and I, I love Regina Spector. And if Jenny Lewis turns me down from when I propose to her, then uh, Regina Spector will have to be. What about Laura Preppen? Yeah, she's pretty love hot. Love Laura Preppen. She's pretty hot. Yeah. She's pretty hot, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Deals with a lot of issues in a fun but sensitive way. So in yeah. the same way that this podcast does. Yeah, exactly. We're sensitive as fuck here. Yes, we are very sensitive men. <clears throat> right, so... Um, We've got man feelings. That's what we've been doing. What's next, then? News! 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 Right, who wants to start? News! So, Tom... Tom, Tom wants to start. <laughs> this is unusual. Everyone's usually rushing in to, to talk about it. Things. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Best Bin expansion. Yeah. It's on the way. So they had Best Bin on Battlefront 2, I believe, wasn't it? Best Bin was... Battlefront? No, I think it was Battlefront. Just the first one? Yeah, not the second one. Hmm. No, it was the first one. Yeah, okay. the second one. Yeah. Um, so... Well, Fuck me then, eh? Yeah. So the expansion expansion is coming out this month for season pass holders, but everyone else is going to have to wait until July. Wow. So season pass holders get it a month early, um, and everyone else 
who hasn't got the season pass will wait until July. Nice. There's a, a, a slight passive-aggressive tone to your voice there, uh, Tom. <clears throat> well, you know me. I'm not a big fan of DLC um, generally. Um, mm. I will buy it if I accept it, but I just don't think it's... I, I think this... This is like a multiplayer shooter that was already pretty weak mm. to start with. Um, and all this stuff coming out, rewarding people who spunked all that money with the promise of everything coming afterwards, I think Battlefront is probably one of the worst examples of it because it's not even a great game. Mm. It's not even worth it. You're playing it for the Star Wars experience. We've talked about it so many times. So many times. Yeah. You're yeah. playing it for the Star Wars experience, and that's pretty much it. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. That was relatively quick. It was relatively quick. Um, well, if Sean's still getting ready, I've got some Go for news. It. Uh, PlayStation Neo has been announced. It's official. <laughs> it's happening. The 4K, 4.5, the Neo, or whatever you want to call it, definitely happening, but they're not going to launch it at E3. Now, I read a really interesting article on Polygon earlier about how that is bad news for Microsoft because PlayStation can say, yeah, it's happening. No, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best one on the market. And then Microsoft come out, announce what they're doing, and they go, yes, one better than that one. It's one better than that one after E3. So it forces Microsoft, who are pretty desperate at the moment, to, to come out with what they're doing, going, it does this? There's a lot of, there's a lot of tactical <laughs> yeah. uh, manoeuvring at the moment, I think, with like Nintendo holding back on the NX, yes. and now Sony holding back on their PS4K, and then, you know, it just, like, it just feels like there's a... This time is going to be everything, I think, with these things, aren't they? Because everything's going to be trying to get everyone's money at the same time, and it's like, it's, will people hold off on you know the Microsoft thing if that launches first and be like, oh, well, I'll just see what the others have got, what they're going to be showing. I've got to say, I'm actually very, very, very intrigued about the NX mm-hmm. because you know if we're just going to take the standard look at things, the Nintendo console is not going to be as Powerful, and that's that's the that's the if we're going with nostalgia, if we're going with the rose tinted glasses of what were sorry not rose tinted, but if we're going with the how it's always been, Pretty Nintendo's probably going to be underpowered. Mm, but they weren't always underpowered. But yeah, recently, yeah. yeah but I'm yeah. saying, what if it's not? What if Nintendo have suddenly gone? We're going to release the console that ends all consoles. It would be dumb. It would be really dumb. I, don't, I just can't see it happening. But, but why not? <laughs> well, why they'll, not? Be, they'll be bankrupting themselves. I don't why? Think be, why? I don't think they'll be doing that, but one of the selling points about... Nintendo's most recent, most successful console was the Wii, which was massively underpowered, but it was cheap. And the, it's, the fact that it was cheap enabled lots and lots of people who wouldn't otherwise spend several hundred pounds on a console to go out and buy one. And but I didn't, I didn't get past the saying, the console to end all consoles. Well, you're saying it's going to be cheap as well. That's expensive because that's the thing. If it's incredibly powerful, it's going to be expensive. Those yeah. two things go hand in hand. No, no. I reckon it's going to be the one that opens up everything. It's going to be some sort of amazing like hack box thing that just obliterates all competition. It levels the playing field in some sort of great big nano mechanical cloud that just returns us to the Stone Age or something. And then suddenly Nintendo's technology looks powerful compared to... Oh, you, th- you think it's going to be some sort of like nuclear device? Yes. <laughs> that only, Nintendo consoles are, well, Game Boys specifically, yeah. are built like tanks. Yes. In fact, there is a, there's a famous Game Boy that survived the Gulf War or something. And it's all yes. like charred and blackened and it's in, it sits in um, the, uh, the Nintendo world in New York. Yeah, in their shop, it's in a display cabinet, and it's the golf. It's called like the Golf War Game Boy, and it looks like just melted, but it still works. You can still turn it on and play it, even though it looks completely no like it's it's sat on a bonfire. No way. Yeah, yeah I'm serious. And um, so I can see your plan. So Nintendo's plan is to create a nuclear device that kills everything on Earth, no, but so it doesn't quite reach the level that kills Game Boys. Not so because much. Because that's like another level. Not so, so much. All the Game Boys oh will God. survive. And therefore, and therefore, um, that it will level the playing field, like you say, and, and suddenly Nintendo's consoles won't be underpowered. Anymore. I've just seen it's a good yeah. plan. It's it a is plan. a good plan, but yeah. not so much a nuclear device. I don't think. I, I mean, I don't like think an EMP that. type thing, or some some. Well, no, like I said, nano nano mechanical cloud. Okay, basically a a world altering kind of. Uh, video games industry terraforming device, if you like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I have brought up a picture of the Gulf War Game Boy, and I mean, it looks like 
<laughs> it looks like beef jerky running Tetris. Yeah, but it, it works. The, the screen but is immaculate. It works. It works. That's yeah. the funny thing. Nintendo products are built to last. Um, the, the, the ultimate losers here are Microsoft, who, yeah, as I say, who got going to announce their console and have PlayStation and Nintendo both go. Yes, one better. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one better. What did they say? Oh yeah, one better than that. One better. <laughs> it's exactly one better. <laughs> So it's yeah, we've got bits anymore. Yes, they could have just upped up the bits. <laughs> what bits are we on now? What, what do we, is this a lot of bits. calculated <laughs> bits anymore? I don't think so. No, because I think we've we've gone away with the pretense. Like when when PC jargon mm. started changing, we started talking about things in yeah. terms of what they really are, um, the size of things. You know, when things went from K to meg to gig to terabytes yeah we stopped caring about bits like in, like you it's know a shame. I like we used to think bits. about kilobits per second in terms of our, our our network connection but now it's like what meg connection have you got you know mm. or what cable connection have you got is it you know we don't actual measurements of size don't seem to matter anymore size doesn't matter guys yeah size doesn't what matter guys it's how you use it even if it's tiny exactly. it's fine this it's is still Nintendo's okay. philosophy this is Nintendo's <clears throat> philosophy it exactly. doesn't have to be big it could it can barely touch the sides and still sell <laughs> <laughs> it can make a whistling noise as it scrapes past the competition just a <laughs> noise <laughs> I thought I'd look it up <laughs> look up what Bits. Uh, yeah, How bits. many bits were up to? Well, well, let's think about it because the 128 was the GameCube era. That was 128 bits, and that's the last time I remember things being bits. So that makes the next one is like 256 or something, isn't it? Then? Yeah. 256 so bits with a 360. Then it's 512. Yeah. And so then that means it's double that. So are we 512? No, 512, 512 apparently. Yeah. 512 bit yeah. consoles. There we go. Living in the future. Yeah. That's 512. It. If if I could go back and tell young teenage Dan, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have a 512-bit console, and it's considered one of the underpowered ones. Okay, here's here's the starter for ten though. Yeah. What does that mean? It means it's twice as good as the last console. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know actually. Oh, fuck oh okay. Because <laughs> eight bit, it's like it's literally like pixel counts, isn't yeah. it? It's like mm. um, I don't know of how much, but I remember like the it's of a certain per square inch, isn't it, or something? Uh, I, so it's eight pixels per square. You could be or... talking utter bollocks, and I'd just be nodding along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah yes, yeah. yes. Just, Sean just is right. That it's something like that. It's like uh, you know, in a certain grid, there are like on the Game Boy, there was eight pixels per thing, or is that something else I'm thinking of? It's usually pixels per inch, isn't it? No, that's DPI. Oh, no, that's dots per inch. So pixels PPI? <laughs> PPI. <laughs> Have you come right in if you've had a PPI claim? No. Yeah. <laughs> Bits. What does it mean? <laughs> Bit is a short is is a short for binary digit. Bit is short for binary digit, meaning how much information is processed per clock cycle. Oh, okay. A sixty-four bit computer processes sixty-four lots of information at one time. Each lot of information is processed is made up of different combination of ones and zeros. Good stuff. There you go. Yeah, that's also what I've got here. <laughs> it could ah. It also can be referring to the number of colours. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> in in the list. Right. Anyway, more news. More news. More news. Yes. Okay. So who's up next? Um, okay. Um, good news for Wii U owners. Um, someone tweeted uh, Nordic Games who make um, um, the Darksiders games and they've just released The Book of Unwritten Tales 2 um, on Wii U and other consoles it's like a point and click thing I think it's supposed to be really good um, but I haven't played it and someone <laughs> tweeted them saying after The Book of Unwritten Tales 2 will Nordic Games release any other games on Wii U and they replied and said yes uh, this is Reinhard Polis so I presume is some sort of head honcho or something business and product development director and executive producer at Nordic Games and he says yes we have one in the works I think action adventure fans will enjoy this a lot so good news for you owners who were worried there was absolutely nothing coming out there's at least <laughs> some you know some light on the horizon that something might be coming out when was the last time something came news. out news 
of the Wii U. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that the thing. most underwhelming news. Uh, news. <laughs> well, well, this is kind of big news for. Not saying you're the way you said it. Sorry, the way you said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But like, a, a, you know, a third-party games becoming out of the Wii U this late in its life cycle is, is good news. That is because hmm. people might, you know, people are assuming that things are wrapping up and what we know about or, is what we're getting. This company went to Nintendo and said, "This NX console you've got coming out. Do you think we could develop a game for it?" And they, Nintendo, looked at it and went, "No, <laughs> do it for the Wii U." <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's more of like a, a nano cloud thing. Mm. This new one, so yeah, yeah. News. Uh, I've got some good news. Go on. for console whores. Uh, Watch Dogs Two. It's official. Yeah, good news. It's coming in November. Which is pretty good. Uh, there was the teaser trailer. There was the teaser trailer that came out, which showed um, the new person um, fiddling with their hacking device. Uh, you know, while sort of hidden, hidden down, yeah. like Aiden Pierce did in the first game. But of course, we've had it. Com- we've had it confirmed. Aiden Pierce nowhere to be seen. Yeah. It was fucking irritating and boring. It was um, absolute blank canvas. Um, Should say we get Nathan. Pierce. No, he's called Marcus Holloway. And he looks exactly the same. And Holloway was the name of the Prometheus guy. Prometheus Doctor, but he was called Charlie, so maybe this is Tom Hardy in Watchdogs in San Francisco. And he will also be a asshole. <laughs> uh, anyway, senior producer Dominic Gay, I think, or Gway, or Gooey, or Gooey, or something, said, In Watch Dogs 2, we're excited to give players a captivating storyline with engaging characters that offers deeper, more meaningful hacking options, a greater variety of gadgets and weapons, and... <laughs> and that's it, that's the news. Does anyone care? Does anyone want Watch Dogs 2? No I didn't one, even want the no first one. one. Well, that's the thing no one really <laughs> liked the first one, did they? The first, first news, Sean, the first true, one news. should have been amazing. That was a game People that I there. really wanted to People play. Got hyped up too much. Yeah. That was typical E3 sort of hype. The, the first one should yeah, have been... all aboard the E3 hype train, which mm-hmm. is just always full of hype. And um, we're going to touch on it later. Yeah, so uh, our hour-long E3 special is going to be... I it's going to be filled with cynical, sarcastic <laughs> look at the not, world. Not all of it, obviously. but um... mm. Okay, so, uh, Halo Wars 2... Oh Christ! The, the first one was fucking awful. Do you not like it? No, I liked it up until I did a mission that took an hour, and then at the very last moment, one of the ships I was trying to protect blew up, and they went, "Nah, do it again." Oh, right. I hate missions where you got to protect something. That was like the com- that was like the first Command and Conquer. Yeah. So at that point, I stopped playing it. Yeah. I calmly put the controller down, and just went. And <laughs> I now need to buy a new television. Yeah, yeah. For an unrelated <laughs> reason. <laughs> Anyway, we've got an open beta kicking off on June the 13th. Mm. Is that like an RTS thing then? Yeah. Halo RTS. Well, all you lobotomised fuckwits, queue up, the beta's coming. <laughs> People like it. <laughs> People like a Halo Wars. Halo Wars. People Sorry, Halo I'd like Wars. to add a disclaimer here that to all lobotomised fuckwits who listen to our podcast, thank you, continue to do so. <laughs> um. <laughs> And for those who are not lobotomized fuckwits, they're going to play Halo Wars 2. Feel free to play it despite how cynical Tom is about it, okay? <laughs> Sorry. I'm glad Sorry. you're getting equally uh, cynical about everything now. It's not just aimed at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. You sort of leveled the playing field a bit more. Yeah, he, he, when, he, we, sure. when we started the console that he personally. The though. console that he loves now, he's, he's really, you know. When yeah. we started this podcast, I was. Um, pretty much halfway through my 32nd year um, I'm very close to the end of my 32nd year and staring 33 in the face I'm, I'm not happy about most things these days least of which my hobby <laughs> thing you should be enjoying yeah. which I think I should be enjoying but is which I'm having the sneaking suspicion is crashing down around me if we've got Halo Wars 2 on the horizon don't play it I'm not going to. I'm just saying it's. <laughs> but, I, but I don't want to play games like that. I want to play games that aren't that. I want the games industry to do things that isn't the lowest common denominator, cut and paste. Shall I throw in the? Um, Sorry, XCOM That's... Two is coming to Xbox One as well at that point. Yeah. <coughs> That's supposed to be really good. I'd like to play that. Yeah, but the f- not on Xbox but, One. But XCOM, it's already out. XCOM Two is just yeah, it's not that cut and paste. Oh, do you think it's supposed to be a really good game, though? Yeah, XCOM. it's 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 meant to, and XCOM was a great port from PC to Xbox, so 
Tom's yeah, but, looking like he's going to punch me. No, 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 but, but it's but no. But my point is like the original XCOM was yeah. brilliant. Yes, XCOM Two yeah. does it do anything new? So what? Okay, brief break from the news. Mm. You just don't like sequels anymore. It's not that I don't like sequels. It's just that I would genuinely like to see mm. games that aren't just poured out cynically. It's meant to be really money. good. Yeah, Everything I've it, heard about but, it. But, but, the, but the gameplay that it does really good I've actually been told by people who played it is is better in the first version of the game so play that instead I've heard that. they did change things though I think mm. they, they the did. whole premise of the game is that the first one you were the the sort of military force that's driving back an alien invasion or something so you've got the, the in numbers, the first game you're fighting back an alien invasion and, yeah, and in one, this one you're the guerrilla resistance and so apparently yes, it, it does which means you start the beginning of every every, every map cloaked Okay, but as soon as you're seen by one of them, they can see everything. They've seen everything. They've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've heard people who are very big XCOM fans say they really enjoy the second one. I'm not surprised they're XCOM fans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that. I mean, <laughs> news. <laughs> no, but that's like saying an XCOM fan. You know, like who? You know, who's who? Do you think is going to like XCOM two the most? Well, XCOM fans. Well, well, yeah, probably. I'd imagine, or maybe fans of Moulin Rouge. I don't know. <laughs> Sean, we <what you> got. <laughs> so Sean's just closed down. He's not even. Not Stop even. listening. Good news for Wii U fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, Playtonic are personally handling the Wii U version of Ukulele, oh, uh, whereas yeah. Team Seventeen are, will be porting. Um, the original sort of PC version is, I guess, it's being developed mm. on sort of PC engine, and uh, they're they're sourcing it out to Team Seventeen to port it to PS4 and Xbox One. But the Wii U version, they said they want to give it kind of special attention to make sure it um, it works well. They, I guess they want you know somehow use the gamepad, even if it's just off TV play and stuff. Um, the um, writer Andy Robinson and technical art director Mark Stevenson. Um, in an interview, basically said that they kind of obviously feel a bit of an affinity with um, Nintendo systems and Nintendo fans because they've created most of their um, memorable games on those on systems like the N64. If you don't know, Ukulele is basically a, a very much a direct spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie, and it looks amazing. They've got a new gameplay video of it, and it's just it looks absolutely spot on. Graphics are really nice. The platforming looks really good. Like a proper throwback to a 90s 3D platformer. Nice. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. It does look nice. really I good. I cannot wait. The bad news. Bad news for Wii U fans um, and other console-only fans. Because it's uh, it has been pushed back a little bit. They originally wanted it to come out um, fourth quarter of this year. And it's been pushed back to um, Q1 of 2017. Um, so, yeah. That's a, sh- a shame. But they say they want to polish up the game a little bit more. Um, yeah. Well, fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm all for it when studios come out and say, I don't think this game is ready yet. Yeah, I think we exactly. need to give it a bit more time. I know it's a disappointment. The only problem, I think, is when games get delayed over and over again by people going, no, no, it's better that it's ready, and then it comes out and it's shit. Mm. Mm. I don't think... This This genuinely looks amazing. It looks like it's got so much heart and charm. And the, 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 the Does it do anything that platformers <clears throat> haven't done? No, no, it doesn't. But that's not the point of it. Okay. The point of it is, it's it's a it's a throwback too. They're trying to make a game as if it was, you know, they just released Banjo Tooie, and they said let's make another one. The graphics are obviously nicer, but it it's the, literally the the team, the rare team basically that they yeah. kind of cobbled together, ex Rare employees that have all left the shitty Microsoft studio that's now called Rare, hmm. and they've formed this Playtonic Games, and they said they've got their office set up, and it's almost like it was back in the day. So Platonic are the new rare for all intents and purposes. Do you know what they need to do? Go on. Make a game as good as Goldeneye. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll get on to that after um, after Ukulele. That's definitely something they could try yeah. and do. I mean, or the, the original is, Perfect is that, Dark. If they did something like that, would they have to do a sort of throwback to 90s shooters and, and keep like mechanics of 90s shooters? Because the trouble is, first-person shooters now have moved on so much. The good thing about... But 3D you go plat- back. 90s 3D platformers is, is there nowhere to be seen there's so few of them now mm. like this and it's not a genre that kind of went off in its own direction that no. kind of died 
in the uh, mid well in the early two thousands to mid two thousands really we had a lot of crappy ones. But... Go back and play Doom, the original Doom. I do. I play it on my GBA. Oh, it's <laughs> marvelous. It's yeah. marvelous. Yeah. The gameplay is just frenetic action. It's brilliant. It's good. And the level design is superb. I want to get Brutal Doom at some point. Brutal Doom is fucking fantastic, yeah. man. It's so, so good. It is absolutely brilliant. They've just released a new weapons pack for it as mm. well, which is just brilliant. Um, yes, I can't gush much more about that. News. Next. News. News. <laughs> uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn headlines the new Suicide Squad TV spot, which just looks awesome. I watched it earlier on today. I have to admit I'm a big fan I'm a big fan everything I've seen of the Suicide Squad I would if she was being Harley Quinn this is me now getting angry no no that's fine that's fine Um, I think we can all accept as red-blooded males Margot Robbie is fantastic she's been in some great films she's done some great acting Um, I I admit there are there are times when I I maybe I'm just getting old uh, but there are times when I see the adverts and I think you didn't have to show Margot Robbie's bra in that trailer. You're trying to pull in the, yes. the 15-year-old masturbators. That's what's going on here. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I thought it was cool that she's at the front. It seems like it's a big ploy because, of course, they've already announced that Harley Quinn's getting her own spin-off, so they're putting her front and centre. And I think, to be honest, that, that anyone involved with the, the huge um, DC Comics... Uh, line of movies that's coming now is sitting there going she's bankable and there's a load of 15 year olds going she wears red and black yeah. Deadpool wears red and black yeah. let's just do that then yeah. fucking hell it's so annoying so yeah so they're thinking she's bankable and there's a load of 15 year old boys bankable and there's a load of 15 year old boys who are going to bo- yeah. go blind yeah. because of how bankable she is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are going to need barbers to trim their palms because of how bankable she is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I like Margot Robbie as an actress. I like what I've seen in Suicide Squad. Yes. I hate what DC have done with Harley Quinn of, of late, in the sense that they have just seen how popular Deadpool is and gone, let's just turn her into female DC Deadpool. And that's not really what she is. They're missing the point of quite an interesting character and they just... It's just annoying, that's all. I know, because she, she, I mean, her character is a doctor that was twisted by yeah. the Joker, and actually the Joker sees her more as an experiment that went right than yeah. a love interest. Yes. She is, an, she is enslaved by the Joker. She's like almost a thrall of his. But at the same time, you know, she's, she's, done, she, she's quite independent as well. She's not always on the Joker's arm. She she loves the Joker, and, and I don't necessarily. It's the one aspect I'm not really keen on is that it's almost an abusive relationship between the two. But oh, it is. I mean, yeah. To be honest, the um the what is it the the end of the family or the death of the death family? Death of the family. Yeah. Um, I I actually flicked through it recently, yeah. just actually a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he torments her through yeah. that. But what. What you can do is you can look past that and you see the relationship he has, she has with people like um, Poison Ivy and even Batman to a certain extent. Mm. There's almost a mutual respect from, between her and Batman and the fact that she managed to catch him and the Joker doesn't, if this is going by the animated series, mm. that she's a much deeper character than they're making her and now she's like, I've said this before, she's the Poochie. You remember Poochie in The Simpsons? Mm. She's the Poochie of DC Comics now. She even has fucking roller skates. So even like, look, she's cool roller derby girl that doesn't wear many clothes. Everyone wants to sleep with her. And um Yes. Yeah, yeah. and and they're they're it's it's annoying things that DC do every now and then, like the cover where she's in a straight jacket that only covers down to her waist mm. and then it's got a single belt buckle that covers her badge basically. And it's it it just seems to be dumbing down one of their better characters. They could have done something really, really interested with, interesting with. Well, they've already dumbed down Batman. Hmm. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, Batman versus Superman. I haven't seen it. As I say, he's so. um, he's not a very compelling. Batman. Well, he, from what I understand, spoilers. He kills people on the basis that Zack Snyder once read a comic where Batman killed people. Yes. Out of context. Yes. Of anything. Yes. Not realising that the one thing Batman doesn't do is kill people. Which is why The Killing Joke is often seen as one of the greatest comic books. Because yes. he finally 
uh, after exhausting every single um, other, you know, alternative action, yeah. decides that the only way... And you know it's going to happen at the start as well. The start of that comic, you know he's, one of them's going to die. But yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, more news? News, news! Um, unless you've got something. Unless... Yep. Okay, cover it. Good news for Wii U fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nintendo UK have tweeted um, a picture of Mario Kart 64, uh, specifically um, Calamari Desert. The track with the um, the train track running through it, the old sort of western train that Love runs that around. that one. Yeah, it's a kick-ass circuit. And um, they've tweeted the caption, that picture with the caption, good things come to those who wait, hashtag Mario Kart 8. So, yeah, it sounds like we're getting more Mario Kart 8 DLC, which is already, Mario Kart 8 is already the best Mario Kart ever made. And I love it to bits. Really? Why? Yes. Why is it the best? It just it just handles like a fucking dream. It just the the drifting in it, the the track layouts are amazing. So they've got a good mix of kind of new and retro tracks, but the retro tracks are completely from the ground up. They I'm a big fan the of the minecart. Um, the minecart on what on Mario Kart Wii? You talking about the Mar- Wario's um, gold mine one? Is that on sure. the Wii U? Is that the the, the, the what would you say again? There's like a mine minecart. It's almost yeah. like a, you're you're racing around like a like a underground rail. Yeah, that's on. Well, that's in Mario Kart Eight, but I think they, it's from the Mario Kart Wii. I think that was first on. Could be oh right. Well, anyway, whatever. The track was great. I don't have as encyclopedic a knowledge of every single no, track try, in the yeah. Mario Kart franchise. <laughs> sure, no, sure. Clearly not. Yes. And he's on uh, Muppet Race Mania. Nothing's coming, Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, there's, there's nothing, Dan. Uh, there's okay. nothing. I think it's time to move on. <sighs> okay. It's like gloom. But there what? is going to be no gloom sequel. <laughs> I keep waiting. I'm starting to Kickstarter. <laughs> Everyone is hoping because Mario Kart is hands down the best Mario Kart racer. What order does it, what order does it go in? If Mario Kart 8's number one, what's the second best Mario Kart game? Mario Kart 64, in my 64. opinion. But that's, that's definitely not a common opinion. Oh, really? A lot of people like Double Dash. A lot of people like the Wii version. A lot of people like the DS version. To be honest, every Mario Kart is really good. There's no, there's never been a bad Mario Kart. But for me, it was like Mario Kart 64, and then everyone after that was like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. But we'd always just stuck religiously to playing Mario Kart 64. My friends would come over, and we'd battle out on that time and time again for years, literally, until I got Mario Kart 8 a couple of years ago. And since then, it's just been Mario Kart 8. For, Mario, for me, Mario 64, the one that I always remember is the blocks with the ramps. Yes. This, and the three balloons. Yes, see, this is the thing. Mm. Mario Kart 8 battle mode is the best battle mode. Because well, it's, it's got the two best battle mode tracks. It's, mm. it's debatable whether it's got the best battle mode. But definitely those two tracks, block four and... Oh, I always forget the name of the other one, but it's sort of similar. Uh, now, this is the problem with Mario Kart 8. It doesn't have a good battle mode. It's got a terrible battle mode. Mm. Because they don't have dedicated arena tracks like block four or uh, the donut ring or skyscraper or anything like that they are literally tracks so you actually have to like just drive around a track and try and shoot people rather than drive around an arena Uh, so what's that all about i know and this is the thing people just can't understand and so everyone is just keeping the fingers crossed just hoping please please nintendo make um a good battle mode for marikai and then it will be absolutely undisputed the best marikai yeah fair dues Awesome. Yeah. Fair dues. <clears throat> news? Um, yeah, do you know what? I did actually have some more news. Something that I was just... Well, obviously, we've all got tablets, not pills. Um, we've all got <laughs> tablet PCs. And I was just flicking through on the Empire site, and I saw that Brian Grazer says he's working on a new version of the film Splash. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, Splash is the noise that was heard when teenage boys... Watched the film Splash. <laughs> yes. Starring Daryl Hannah yes. as uh, Splash Mermaid and Splash Tom Mermaid. Hanks as Splash Man. Um, <laughs> and so now Brian Grazer, who produced the original, says he's pressing ahead with a remake. What? Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> is there nothing they won't there, remake? There is nothing they won't remake. Who? Splash, of so all things. Who do you have playing Daryl Hannah's character nowadays? Uh, let's have a look Jennifer Lawrence I've just said it there we go yeah it doesn't maybe it would be like a comedy and I'll have that one from Ghostbusters in it it doesn't say um, back in the day right back in that. the day there was an original treatment for the film which was not called Splash but was called 
wet. <laughs> Which sounds like another sort of Please film. tell me the Splash remake is going to be called Wet. Well, it said, let's look at this. A potential follow-up, be it in sequel form or remake, has been floating around for years, but nothing has risen to the surface. Ha <laughs> ha, good pun. But it does float on the surface. In a recent CNBC interview about who he'd cast, if he made Splash today, Grazer demurred, revealing that they're already working on the new version, <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous. We're going to do a version of it, but I can't tell you the twist. She's a fucking mermaid. This is ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> That's She's the a twist. fucking mermaid. Yeah. Splash, unless, unless the twist again, is... Splash exists. Yeah. We don't need Splash. Unless the twist is this time she's not a mermaid. Just a, just, <laughs> she's not a mermaid. Just a drowning woman. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's the, she's just incontinent. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, Splash. Splash. Oh, Splash. <laughs> maybe it's about a merman. A merman, yeah. Maybe. Not, maybe not. it's he's a mermaid. Or maybe she's the other way around, so she's the top half the of fish, a fish. fish the bottom half of a lady, yeah. Yeah. That's the twist. That's amazing. <laughs> That'd be the best twist ever. Um, you guys ready for some Call of Duty news? Oh, and now we love Call of Duty news. Always. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. He is set up to be, be the new villain in the next Call of Duty game. Okay, so we're just going to let that one hang like a colossal mm. fart. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about that. Other than, you know, he's in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty is a game. Yeah. So the next... Um, uh, Mel Gibson is planning a sequel to Passion of the Christ. Which, I'm serious, I really wish... I really wish... I really wish this wasn't the case. Because the first one went so well. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just... It where, did wonders for his career. Where did Jesus Christ go from, from the end of that film? We better be careful of this next... <laughs> this subsequent five minutes yeah. but it says I, I like there's a, a quote in here it says the story this time will be a little more positive for Jesus as it will, as it will follow his resurrection right <laughs> more positive for Jesus someone <laughs> the first one yes. didn't end so well is it just so it's just him in a cave for a bit I always <laughs> so is he going to is it, is it be cast away with Jesus <laughs> writer Randall Wallace said I always wanted to tell this story the passion is the beginning, and there's a lot more story to tell. There is a whole Bible. I mean, okay, right. Let's put this into perspective. Do a timeline. What are they going to? Do? I mean, firstly, are they going to call it the Passion of the Christ Two? <laughs> <laughs> or do you know what I mean? It's like, what what do you call that? The he's, positivity he's of the Christ. I mean, the Passion of the Christ. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this time. <laughs> Return of the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Raiders of the Passion of the Christ. I don't know, it's it's crazy. I, I anyway, we should probably move on before yeah, we alienate. Swiftly. Um Who <clears throat> is keeping up to date with the Xbox game Cuphead? Has anyone seen this? Um only because you posted it on Facebook. It was <clears throat> yeah. the first time I'd seen it and it looks gorgeous. It looks incredible. They, yeah, they put a new video up of it in full flow and it looks Bloody brilliant! Mm. Right? It's been—it's taken a while. From what I understand, it's mostly hand-drawn. Weirdly enough, it looks it because yeah. it looks—it looks exactly like because it's—it's supposed to be a kind of homage to 1930s cartoons. Right? Yeah, like Betty like Boo, the old, and, yeah. well, the old like Mickey yeah. Mouse as well, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, no, it, it looks amazing in motion. Just like really, really nice. Really fluid as well. Yeah. they've done a good job with that. So I, I just wanted to mention that I, I'm mm. very excited about that. But we. We've got a whole podcast either before or after this, depending on where we put it, uh, mm. which will be about E3, and I'd imagine we might talk about, touch on that at some point anyway. Okay. So, uh, more don't, news? Don't touch me. Um, touch you if I want. Apparently, uh, the Warcraft movie is breaking box office records in China. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not doing so well over here in the West, I guess. I'm not sure how it's done commercially, but definitely critically it's been panned. Yes. Which is a surprise, considering Duncan Jones is... Um, previous films which have all been pretty high caliber but I guess it's the source material isn't that easy to work with maybe it's here's the weird thing I've heard about this is if you like Warcraft mm. you'll love the film mm. if you're not a big Warcraft guy then it's probably not for you so I've heard mixed reviews because I've got friends who love Warcraft who say it's brilliant and 
I've got friends who don't know anything about Warcraft who say it's not great. So, oh, I, but it, it looks like a fairly straightforward fantasy film when, when the way they put it on the tra- in a trailer. So, yeah, I guess so. It's got <clears throat> just that Blizzard style to it, though, which I don't really like the, that kind of mm. type of fantasy, personally. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> I think he is um, possibly he is he knows his stuff. Duncan Jones about Warcraft. Yes. Like, is he an actual I don't know. I'm guessing, he, player? He, he, I'm guessing he at least what, does From what research. I've seen from like um, yeah. interviews and things, he seems to really know his stuff. So I, I presume he was a player and um, he wanted to make this film. Yes. Yeah. From what I understand. But, cool. Can I, can I, yeah. can I, uh, sorry. Mm. Can I link in from that? Is yeah. That okay? Yeah, um, all I said was cool. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. Cool, huh? Yeah. Cool. cool. Still my thunder, huh? Yeah, still in your thunder. Excellent. Right, well. Um, so, oh, you've written quite a lot on Captain plans. America. Yeah, I know most of it's bollocks. Uh, <laughs> Captain America: Civil War has done incredibly well across the world, except in Russia, apparently, where Russia have a huge problem with the guy who's done the voice acting, the dubbing for Spider-Man, and apparently it's just not very good. Um, let me just read what is written here. Released worldwide over a month ago, and fans are still clamouring over the film, which has been dubbed the best installment of the MCU thus far. However, the Russian audience's Spider-Man's cameo was apparently, this is according to comicbook.com, by the way, apparently underwhelming. Russian fans are reportedly upset with the voice actor who dubbed Spider-Man's quippy lines for the film. The major complaints are that the actor sounded too young for the hero's role and washed away Peter Parker's witty remarks because of, his du- because of the dub's childish tones. Annoyed Russian fans have turned to Change.org. Remember when that was useful, Change.org? Yeah. Yeah, um, and started a petition to urge film executives to reconsider their casting for Spider-Man's current voice actor. So far, the petition has gathered, ready for this, 1,208 signatures <laughs> out of its goal of 1,500. Uh, yeah, so the company who oversaw it, apparently they ran it past Marvel and they said, yeah, it's fine. But apparently it just doesn't sound very good. And I don't know about anyone else, but now I want to hear Russian Spider-Man. I want to hear Russian Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah same. But has he got a big part in the film then? I didn't realise he had, I knew he was in it, but I thought it was just a little cameo. He's spoilers. He's got quite a big part in the film. Oh, okay. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Which, because I've seen it. Hello, I am here with my webs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, thwip, thwip. In Russia. <laughs> in Russia, webs thwip you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Russian Spider-Man. Bit shit. Oh, dear. Any more for any more? Uh, there is quite a good one hmm? that I found. Uh, Fallout 4 was accidentally free on Xbox One this. today. Uh, according to reports from Bethesda. Um, the pricing mistake has been fixed now, but there is absolutely no idea or word on why it happened in the first place. Uh, so there is actually screenshots that were tweeted. Mm. Um, someone who Sean will enjoy mm. was uh, on Twitter. Their handle is at Wario64. Uh, sent a picture of the price... Do you know him, Sean? Personally, yes. Oh. Of course, yeah. All Nintendo uh, users, all, all 17 of them in the country. Um <laughs> Yeah, so he posted a picture of it. It's on the store there. Rated five stars, zero point zero zero dollars. But not just that. The DLC. It was Automatron, right. Wasteland Workshop, and Far Harbor, uh, who are James Gurnalist uh, sort of started reviewing at one point, didn't he? Um, were all available for the low low price of zero dollars. Uh, that's amazing. Um, VP Peter Hines was asked about it on Twitter. He said, "No idea. It's not my platform. It was a bug or a hiccup. They'll undo it." Um, and now all of the <laughs> DLC in the game, they're all back up with their normal price mm-hmm. points. Uh, and that is that bit of news. Yes! Yes! yes. Sean, any more? Just one more final news. Um, good news for Wii U fans. Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, there's a five-year anniversary sale on the Nintendo eShop, uh, which gives you 50% off a bunch of uh, classic Nintendo games. Um, a lot of the virtual console stuff is on 3DS as well. There's really good stuff on there like uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Minish Cap Operator of Time Super Metroid uh, the Super Mario Galaxy uh, 2 Super Mario World um, you can get the Metroid Prime Trilogy for only 9 quid that's all 3 Metroid Prime games for 9 quid that's amazing that's pretty it's, awesome F-Zero you know for £2.69 <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they're all roughly half price so um, it's a good time to go and pick up a bunch of virtual console games that's mm. very exciting good. Mm. good news for Nintendo good Wii news fans for Nintendo uh, we, I've, got, I've got some quick fire ones if you want to quickly yeah quick fire ok so uh, Lego Dimensions uh, second phase has been announced 
which is going to include Goonies, Sonic Adventure, Sonic uh, Adventure Time, and Harry Potter in the next phase of. Uh, I can't believe they're doing Goonies. I know, right? But they did. They did in the last round. They did Back to the Future. They did Ghostbusters, the, the original Ghostbusters. Does this uh, mean that most people who play that are in their thirties? Almost certainly. I, I own it, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, but it's it's good. It's a lot of fun actually. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I get the feeling if they do Sonic, it'll just be Sonic. It'll be just a Sonic game in the Lego universe. It'll be fun. It might mm. be fun. Uh, Destiny Rise of Iron or whatever it's called new DLC which makes people think that Destiny 2 is not going to be out for a while yet potentially they've just announced more DLC that will be coming out later this it's year it's called Iron something yeah Rise it? of Iron Rise of Iron yeah, or something like that yeah. it's going to include mutants or something I don't, oh. don't, don't really pay any attention to Destiny and the grind the <laughs> grind the grind you played Destiny yeah I, I used to play it when, I, when it first came out yeah. I bought the digital deluxe edition mm. um and I still question that choice. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I did even worse than that. I bought the original one, and then I went and bought um, the DLC that came out, Throne of Wolves, or whatever it's called, that came out last year, Taken King. The Taken, the Taken King, King yeah. of Throne of Wolves. Yes, yeah. which is the bit that they released and went, oh, this is the actual game. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I played that for five minutes, and then I put it down because it was, still wasn't very, very, very good. So. Well, yeah, well, no, you, you put it in, and then you realised that you weren't leveled high enough. And, and then we couldn't actually do it. Shit, they did it again. Oh, bollocks. How have I ended up here? Oh, it's that. like getting drunk and that sleeping with that one girl that we always end up sleeping with when yeah. we're drunk. Uh, that's sexist. Or boy. There we go. Or boy. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, so, or pum. Destiny, that is. Or, or pum. Uh, Injustice 2 has got a trailer now as well. I loved Injustice 1. That was a fun fighting game with DC characters. Uh, the storyline for Injustice 1 was surprisingly good as well. If you read the comics, that's coming out. System Shock 2, Free on GOG. Mentioned that. Gwent Card Game has been registered um, to CD Projekt Red. They're gonna, it looks like they're going to release a separate card game. The game Gwent from Witcher 3. Uh, ukulele we've already mentioned John Boyega's joined the cast of Pacific Rim <laughs> Rim Pacific <laughs> um, Rim 2 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're not the first time they're not just going to CGI him every now and then every now and then just like in Star Wars you get up and just look shocked <laughs> in a Stormtrooper uniform <laughs> what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, Elizabeth Banks and Sandra Bullock rumoured for Ocean's Eleven the a uh, all female version of Ocean's Eleven. Is that a thing? Wow, that's a thing. That's a thing. So. That's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Can I just point out, Sandra Bullock, hot. Elizabeth Banks, hot. Yeah. And, and, Kate, and it's a thing. Kate Blanchett's rumored as well. Kate Blanchett is also hot. Yeah. There we go. We've uh, single-handedly destroyed feminism there. <laughs> so well done, guys. Um, yes. Wolverine and Patrick Stewart uh, photos taken on set of Wolverine Three, which is interesting, and. Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford is not the only old person returning to Indiana Jones 5. John Williams will be doing the score for it as well. Wow. <laughs> old people. <laughs> I like that. That's what we're going to come be, become known for, isn't it? Our hard-hitting journalism is another old man <laughs> is involved in the resurrection of an old man. I like, the, I like this idea that John Williams just... Doesn't bother and just turns up and goes, oh, shit, shit. Grabs pages from like each of his films now. Yeah, put that in there. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Bit of Harry Potter. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Superman. That's fine. Okay. Jurassic World. Yeah. No problem. There we go. That's it. There we go. That's Indiana Jones. Yeah. So that's that's excellent. Can you imagine how old Han Solo, Han Solo, Harrison Ford is going to be? In that film, can you imagine how old we've had this discussion? <laughs> they are going to have to have a separate budget for mint humbugs <laughs> and light blue cardigans and floral seats. <laughs> yeah, floral seats to have fatherly conversations with a pipe. <laughs> anyway, What's he doing? if you're there, He's Harrison, with his train set. Yeah. yeah, if you're there, Harrison, uh, we would uh, really like you to come on and talk on the podcast. Um, too much time on our hands. Listen to the end of the next one or the one after, and you'll find out the address. So, thanks, Harrison. I like the fact that John Williams is easily one of the greatest, oldest men. the oldest men, <laughs> the greatest uh, movie score composers of all time. 
and we just ripped him a new one by calling him old and saying all he does is just siphon through his old stuff and just throw it into it and that's the that was a bit harsh it was yeah harsh. we love you John he's Williams yeah. he's a legend yeah. alright cool. that's my news anyway that's all I'm done I'm done okay so that's news then alright news 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 news, news. news. excellent um, with that uh, we're going to call it a day here. Move on to the next part, which could have come before this one, depending on how we feel. Uh, we, the next part is either... <laughs> I'll, I'll do it like this. The next part is the Riddling Reaver. Uh, E3 predictions. So I want to sound really different, but I'm going to leave them all in anyway. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Hello, listener. <laughs> Hello, listener. Thanks for listening to this part, and next part will be E3 predictions. And, um, yeah, thanks, whatever. This is talking, I'm talking shit now, let's go. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Love you.